Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Whatever type of day it is. Y'all come on in. Y'all have a seat. Light your blunts up. Pour your drinks. And come feel me right quick. How y'all motherfuckers doing today? It's Tuesday. Weather's kind of all right. I'm in the zone right now. I've been smoking. As you can tell by the music, got some of that Jay Dilla cracking off. But, got to throw out my disclaimer. If this is your first time listening to the show, then I welcome you to Feeling the Breeze. I am your host, Breeza. That's B R Triple E Z to the motherfucking A. And as always, I got to introduce y'all to my sidekick, my host, my boy, my dog, my ace, Taco, the motherfucker Bell. What up, Taco? Hell yeah, we were smoking. <clears throat> we been to bring y'all a good show today. So me and MK, once again, linked up for a little bit, through on the guitar rolls for a quick second, talked about some shit. And then we gonna get on this whole Gail King shit y'all already know what happened but I'm gonna touch on that on the body of the show and we gonna have Red Man touch on some shit with him and his uh, beef with Hammer right very interesting shit so we gonna get this show on the road so let's get it Taco Oh shit. 
Oh, shit. Oh. Don't oh. mow that shit for me. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, hell yeah. Perfect song to cut there. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh, shit. Mm. See, did that say that's all you can say? Mm, shit. Mm. It's his birthday. Mm. You smoke a queen. Queen like guap. Look at It's the It's the Bombay. <laughs> Oh, right to the moon. <laughs> nigga, I would, when I smoked with him, nigga, I went to work fucked up. I'm sure you did, nigga. <laughs> Shit, no choice. Shit, nigga. When I was coming to, coming Ooh, to work, nigga, I was so goddamn high, nigga. Oh, that. I'm driving, and I'm thinking I'm doing like 70, oh, and I'm only doing oh. like 60. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, nigga, oh, I ain't doing, I'm doing too slow, nigga. Mm. Oh, That's fuck. when you know the weed good, when you driving too damn slow, you think you pushing it? Oh. All right, y'all, welcome back to the show. And uh, like I said on the intro, we've been to get into this red man shit. He's been to talk about his beef with uh, MC Hammer back in the days and just how it was back then and how it's different with social media. All right, Red Man, let's get this shit. Let's go. To, let's get it, Taco. Let me get you. Hold up. Let me get you set up, Taco. Let's go. Well, you talk about, you know, different eras. So these days you're in the social media era, era where back then if you wanted to get at another rapper you had to go book studio time mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know create a song put the song out get it distributed because there was no internet you can't you know you can't email it i mean th yep. there technically was email but no one really had email no. back then no so and you had mentioned in a in a previous interview that the, the, the 90s era was more aggressive yes. than it is now yeah can you explain can you explain that? Uh, well, you know, two of our biggest uh, MCs out the 90s got murdered. You know, R.I.P. Tupac, Shakur, and Biggie Smalls. And that should show you enough that, you know, our era was very serious about what we did and we took this music shit serious. Um, like I said, uh, like you said, uh, you're right. Um, it wasn't that kind of communication y'all have now. Um, we had the distributed record for a disc record to be played or even put it on a tape and for it to be played on a mix show. But usually the beefs, and KRS-One can vouch, you know, usually beefs was meeting you at your show or meeting you at your sound check or just coming to your block or setting that, sh you know, whatever. It was definitely more of a more right there in your face kind of thing than you know to now where you can just communicate through social media and y'all can quiet the beef down and that's good that's good that y'all have a social media platform where y'all can squash the beef where y'all don't have to meet each other at y'all show and the sound check and fuck the show up for everybody that's fucking good um but you know back then it was we have that communication 
And, you know, we was very, look, that goddamn MC Hammer, very serious about beef. Y'all motherfuckers laugh and y'all joke about Hammer. No, 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 no. <laughs> Red man, keep it that in the book. That nigga was deep with niggas. And he used to, what anybody who talks shit come to the Bay Area, they was in for it. Because we seen it. I seen it. Bridge. And he was very serious about beef. Oh, you going to talk about my dancing pants? I see you. And he will whoop a nigga out. Um, our, our era was aggressive in that way, is that in a way of we, 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 we love this music so much that we was willing to meet you at your show for it. Yep. We wasn't really, we Listen. wasn't ready to talk with the media to calm it down. We, we didn't let it die through everyone talking because everyone got it on their email or their blog and now the beef is settled. No, once someone says something about you, it was hard to hear another response like, did he say sorry? And if he did say sorry, it ain't come through the grapevine to another week or so. By then, you already done seen the nigga at another show over already. So, Reach. yeah, it was really, really aggressive, man. And yeah, we it shit went down in the streets. It wasn't really no phone calls, no emails saying I'm sorry. It was just right there. Okay, you said something. We meeting you at your show. You know the routine. And my crew was good for doing that. Big up the DJ Twins, Brooklyn. We in the building, Brick City in Brooklyn. But yeah, we seen niggas on the spot all the time. <laughs> Fuck. Like, who, who, who are some of the people that, that you had issues with oh, during who, that era? Whoever I had problems with, I never had problems with nobody. They, Me and Mob Deep used to have a little beef and shit, but it wasn't nothing. We seen them one time and it was over. We squashed it. We never got to fight and it was nothing. I really never had no beef with nobody. All my beefs was you ain't hear about it was on the street like like I, my shit wasn't televised and real niggas that's like me that's in a rap game that just don't give a fuck that you know <laughs> you, you ain't gonna let the rap game fool change you if anybody talks shit or whatever you gonna go see him regardless you don't give a fuck about the rap game i'm one of those niggas i can that's laugh right. with you in the hall day and i don't brag about no guns and no hammers no nothing but when it's time, I go get my brother and we go get that hammer and we handle fucking business. There you go. And all my beefs, most of my beefs, I got my hammer myself and went to go see the nigga. <laughs> like, yeah, they were surprised to see me too. Like, yeah, I heard you was, maybe we can, and yeah, they had they hammer most of the time too. And yeah, it could have went either way, but it wasn't televised. And I ain't never talk about it. And you won't hear that in my record. You but hear that, yeah, millennials? You hear what he just said? It's something very key that he just said. He said, I don't televise my shit. You niggas always getting on the phone, pressing record, getting on Snapchat, getting on Instagram, getting on Facebook and all this shit, getting on YouTube now. Y'all niggas is stupid. Don't y'all niggas know when y'all niggas do that, every time y'all hit that record button, y'all know the fans is watching? Let's go back to Red Man. That shit really go down, especially where I'm from. And I got to stay on my toes with that. So, yeah, but far as the rap game, nah, nah, uh-uh. I'm a smoker. Smokers don't be getting in. Come on. That's right. Smoking, well, on, you, mentioned, uh, you mentioned MC Hammer. I remember I seen an interview with uh, MC Search from Third Base. 
And remember, third base had dissed MC Hammer. Yeah. And uh, he told this whole long story about how MC Hammer put a hit out on these dudes. Yes, they with did. With like, like the, the Crips in, in LA. Yes. Ooh, to the I point, I believe shit. it. Damn, Hammer, yes, you like yes. that? MC Hammer don't fucking play. And believe me, you not. If they would have came back in LA and that word was crossed, they probably would have got touched. It mm. was serious. Hammer, yo, y'all gotta do the knowledge on Hammer, man. Yo, even when I said about Hammer, Uh-oh, keep it yo, real. I said, listen to my first album when I did the skit, and I was like, you know what? That goddamn MC Hammer, fuck him, fuck his mama, and the whole nine. That nigga came up to me on MTV Cribs on the last episode they had with oh, everybody shit, else on it, not MTV Cribs. Sorry about that. I'm zone. Um, on the last uh, Dr. Dre and Ed Lover. Uh, on MTV your when MTV they had the last raps. episode yo, your MTV raps yeah your MTV raps with the last episode they shot when they had everybody rapping on it <laughs> MC Hammer that nigga Hammer pulled up on Red Man that's right nigga that's an OG nigga <laughs> was there that nigga approached me he was like Red I'ma tell you something you young but I don't allow nobody talking about my mama you understand me that's I'll right say, yes sir <laughs> No choice. Because, yo, no we choice. was already in Oakland with EPMD, and we damn near had to bounce up out of there for that. Because they had niggas back here, back here, back here. We had to get the fuck out of here. They wasn't playing. We was almost boxed in. And, and I'm at a young age, too. I'm like, yo, this nigga is not playing. And he see. Now, see? I'm going to let him finish. But you millennials need to pay attention to what he just said. See, you millennials be riding around here talking shit, think y'all got it on lock right now, and then you fuck with the wrong motherfucker, and that nigga pull up on your ass, and he gotta G-check your ass the real way. That's what happened to Redman. He was wilding out, thought he was doing the most, says he fucked with the wrong motherfucker, that nigga pulled up, and he had no choice. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah, MTV Chris, he shook my hand. He was like, you're youngin'. I like what you do, but you just know I don't play nobody talking about my mama. And I was like, you right, my now. I, I wasn't cool. I wasn't no pussy, you know what I'm saying? I was like, all right, my nigga, you know what I mean? Nah, but I was like, nigga. yes, sir, MC <laughs> Hammer. In other words, I got the message. I heard about you, and I've seen your work and what the 357 and all them motherfuckers could do. I've seen that shit. I, I'm good, my brother, because I got to come to the West Coast and get money. I like it out there. I like the Bay Area. So, yeah, fuck that. You right. I won't talk about your mama, bro. See? But, he had no choice but to bow down. But, see, that just made me look at Hammer different. See, Hammer's an old school nigga. Fast forward to this generation. We the old niggas. And sometimes we gotta ride on you millennial niggas so y'all niggas can know y'all motherfucking place, right? Let's go. You say you say the three five seven. You talking about uh, Oaktown? Yeah, yeah the Oaktown girls, the, the, all the, of the, them. The, the three, all of the three girls. All of them was out there. The girls, the women, everyone. Look at that. The men, everyone, everyone rose. It wasn't just niggas out there. Bitches was ready to mash any bitches that we had or any other crew had. Any playing. bitches y'all came with, they getting mashed out too. <laughs> serious. It was serious with Hammer. See? Crazy. 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 It was, yo, you I, I, know, I know. I've interviewed MC Hammer before. I, yo, he, ask around. Cool it ain't just me talking shit. And I'm a real nigga. 
And I don't, you know, I don't brag on other niggas, but I say that about Hammer because he did so, so much for rap, even though people didn't consider him as an MC. But regardless, he's a black man that helped carry the culture over and he did it big. And he's a guy that believed in anything that he gonna do, he gonna do that shit big. That's just what it is. Whether it's gonna be music or you gonna talk about me, we gonna fight, this is my crew, a hundred motherfuckers. So I gotta respect that man. I always respected him. That's why I talked about him on my choice album because I respected him. Like he's so large, I gotta get at him. No choice. You see, that's an interesting lesson. Like I've been saying, chiming in, that's an interesting lesson for all you millennials. You millennials need to respect your elders. Because if it wasn't for cats like Redman, cats like that from that era, they paved the way for you niggas to do what y'all doing. Just like they paved the way for us to do what we was doing back then. Pay homage, nigga. Respect your elders. All right, we're going to take a little quick pause for the calls, and we'll be right back. Nigga. You tuned in to feel the fucking breeze, bitch. Light your bloods up. It's MK fucking Specs. Nigga, we smoking. Wifey in the car, yeah. Wifey, got my daughters in the back seat, yeah. Daughters, got my son in the back gym, yeah. About to take a dip in the streets, get some heat. So there was huge outrage that Gail would uh, bring that up, including from 50 Cent at the premiere of his new show for life last night. That's why I just didn't understand what the, what the goal is at that point. Because you know what Gobi means to the actual culture at the same time. Like they knew what Michael Jackson meant. But if somebody... I just don't know what you're trying to do when the men are dead. The legal system couldn't deal with it. What are you supposed to do? What do you gain from that? I swear to God, we the worst. We the worst. We expect more from you, Gail. Don't you hang out with Oprah? Why y'all attacking us? We your people. You ain't coming after Harvey Weinstein asking them dumb questions. I get sick of y'all. I want to call you one. Do it, Snoop. Is it okay if I call him one? Do it, Snoop. They not gonna play it. Funky dog head. Yeah. How dare you try to tarnish my mother homeboy's reputation, punk mother. Funky Respect the family and back off before we come get you. Funky dog head. Yeah. Snoop Dogg there. He posted yeah. that on Instagram last night. Oof. Okay. So despite being advised against it, Gail went on Instagram early this morning before she headed into work at CBS This Morning to address this, and yet she's not happy that the isolated clip was posted. I know that if I had only seen the clip that you saw, I'd be extremely angry with me too. I am mortified. No, you're not. I'm embarrassed. No, you're not. I'm very angry. No, you ain't. Uh, unbeknownst to me, my network put up a clip from a very wide-ranging interview um, 
totally taken out of context and when you no. see it that way it's very jarring it's jarring to me and yes we talked about that court case because that court case has also come up and i wanted but to get lisa's take shit. on it as a friend who knew him well nah. what she thought nah. where that should stand and i thought she look at you it was very powerful when she looked me in the eye as a member of the media to say it's time for the media to leave it alone and to back off. During the course of the interview, I asked follow-up questions because I wanted to make sure that her position and perspective were very clear. Nah, you asked questions because that network said, keep that shit going. Like MK said, she got that memo. She got that memo. <laughs> Let's go. And at the end, when she said, it's time for to leave it alone, I, as I said, I thought that was powerful. And I insisted, I insisted that that part be in the interview because I thought that it put a nice button on that part of the conversation. So for the network to take the most uh, oh, yeah. Blame it on the network. salacious part Blame when taken out of context and put it up online for people who didn't see the whole interview, is very upsetting to me and that's something i'm going to have to deal with with them uh and we will there will be a very uh intense discussion about that it's time for nino brown to keep it real with you motherfuckers Damn something. ain't nothing worse than an old bitter woman I'm talking about a woman like Oprah Winfrey, right? She got all this money. She got a whole bunch of dogs but ain't got no kids. Who you gonna leave your money to? Dog food? And then you marry the statement, but you don't promote y'all relationship. You don't promote y'all y'all anniversary. You don't promote nothing about your relationship, but you claim you women empowerment. And you ain't no better, girl, King. You married to William Bunkie. You need to be worried about the bumps all over his butt. <laughs> Talk about Kobe Bryant. That case was dismissed. The prosecutor spent $200,000 and they found that man that guilty. Leave that man alone. Talk about how he won the Oscar first basketball player. Talk Hold on, Nino. I got to pause you right quick. Nah. Kobe got acquitted because that white bitch didn't want her shit put out there. That's why. <laughs> she said, I can see. Everybody going to know I'm a hoe. Woo. I'm I just want some money. All right, let's proceed. Just had to say that. How he was an awesome father. Talk about how he gave back millions of dollars to the homeless, the needy. Talk about all that type of stuff, man. Stop trying to bring up the past on somebody when their future's so bright. Man, that man left a legacy. He was my childhood hero, and he was a childhood hero of many kids around the world. And you not finna tear down a powerful black man, especially when Vanessa Bryant grieving the way she grieving right now. She just lost her husband, her king, her daughter, and you right here want to bring up something that happened back in 2002, 2003. Man, don't nobody want to hear about that. Case dismissed, fool. You need to worry about your husband. You need to worry about who he hunt you. You need to worry about that Niagara pill coming through. Because <laughs> you ain't got no kids. You ain't leaving us no kids. Imagine if we would have had an Oprah Junior running around this joint. When you die, it's over with. They gonna talk about you. You always try to bash black men, especially when it's a curse on successful black men out here. You think I'm gonna let you do that? You gonna ask Gail King. Ooh, when Aura Kelly was doing all that, how did you 
survived that. You tried to make that man. That man pleading for his life. I didn't do it. All he was saying was, I don't do you want to bring. Oh, you, how did you survive that? Oh, my God, he was so angry. Who ain't going to be angry when that man facing all that time right now? Because y'all be want to tear down some separate black men. Because y'all want to be the bitter woman, bitter bitch. Y'all need to stop that. It's already a, a, a target on successful black men back. They already look at us as crooks and criminals and drug dealers and thug niggas. And you right here trying to put more targets and more eyes on people that's great childhood heroes. Some of these white people look up to Kobe Bryant and you trying to bring up the past of somebody whose future and whose presence was so bright. Man gave back. Man died with his daughter by his side. Man was a real father. Some people can come from a troubled past and turn that round on your ass. But you want to bring it up. Gail King, you just looking. You trying to trade niggas in for a YouTube dollar. Or <laughs> a corporate dollar. Man, you ain't no worse than a slave owner. Matter of fact, you a slave master. You you just like, uh, who, who that was? Samuel Jackson out of the Django. You ain't no different from him. Sit your old ass down and take you some menopause pill. We the business. that means it is time for another sports update yes i know i haven't done a sports update in a minute but got lots to talk about first off we all know what happened to kobe that was fucked up but the lakers lost a couple of games then they won a couple of games and then the trade deadline came and passed we didn't give up nobody we didn't get nobody Lakers decided, hey, we're going to run with this squad. We're going to see what the fuck happens. The Clippers got, I think they got somebody. They upgraded. Darren Collison kind of teased everybody by being in Staples Center, thinking that he was going to come back. But he said, nope, I'm staying retired. So y'all handle that shit. And uh, also, Super Bowl came and went. 49ers got their ass whooped. Hey, but at least they got to the Super Bowl first time in since the fucking excuse me since the fucking nineties. And since we on the subject of football, the XFL debuted last weekend. Oh, and need I say it was a success. Got great reviews. Lots of people are talking about it. I'm fired up about it. See, I remember the old XFL, and I liked the old XFL. Although it was a little bit overboard, they did go over the top with the shit, you know, with the cheerleaders and this shit. But this time, Vince smartened up and said, hey, look, I'm just going to fund this. Mo I'm going to bring it back, but I'm just going to fund the motherfucker. But I'm about to get some smart niggas that know about football and they going to run this shit and they doing good. So they bought a few elements of the old XFL, but they just re-innovated that shit. So I like it. Week two was coming up this weekend. The LA Wildcats make their home opener at this StubHub. Now it's called some other bullshit. 
And in wrestling news, Edge came back at the Royal Rumble. I know I'm late with that shit. Edge came back after neck injury, after being gone for nine years. Congratulations, Edge. I didn't think he was going to ever do that shit. Oh, then we got All-Star Game. The All-Star break is coming up this weekend. I don't know about it. I don't, you know what? I don't know how I feel about this whole new All-Star voting shit. It ain't like how I get it. Time for change. You know, you got to adapt with the change. But this shit done got out of hand now. You letting the main niggas just be the head captain and they just pick niggas from either division. It's like, whatever happened to niggas from the East going up against niggas from the West? You know, I don't know. That's just my opinion. But that's enough of my sports update. Oh, speaking of, oh, I got one more thing. Um, for all you boxing fans, uh, there's going to be Wilder and uh, what's that? Fury? Part two? Two heavyweights? February 22nd. That shit going to be a good one. Them two niggas fight. <laughs> all right, y'all. Let's go back to the show. And now, we got Big Moot with some cerebral news. So today is 
the day. I'm talking about sucking dick. Oh. I mean, I already got my track sucking with his dick. Woo. I already got my other track that's incomplete. Hell yeah, hey. stupid. Hey, what? Let me just put the She said. Hey, hey game, stupid? Head game. Stupid. I can't even say that about that shit. That's some of that shit, nigga. You just shake your goddamn head. <laughs> it ain't you in disappointment. You just like this. I can't believe we're cracking off like just shit. Get it, God damn it. I'm speechless. My head game is stupid. I'm gonna really get that go. Go go. Mary goes round once and Zay stuck on that pole. Yep, that on your face. I would have. Alize, face would have been looking like some fucking angel food cake. Drip, 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 drip. But you know that sounds incomplete. But you know what? I'm about to have fun with it today. So this. She is pretty like a motherfucker. And she looked like she could just stick her face out there and be bold with it. Be like, ugh, give it to me. Man. You go yard girl. About sucking your man's dick. So this is good for men, this is good for women, and anybody who has a penis. I, I have my little friend here, Pinky, and Pinky. I'm just trying to show you guys a little bit of practice. So listen up. You women, if you don't do it for your man, you're gonna get somebody else that's gonna do it just for me. Oh, don't did you always hear say that. that? Did you hear yard girl? Speak true, speak true. She said, you don't get on your knees, suck your man's dick. He's gonna find a champion dick sucker. <laughs> so basically, when your man pulls out his dick and it looks like this, or it could be a little bit limp, and he wants to get hard, you gotta show his Shit, if a nigga see what I'm looking at, <laughs> shit, dick won't be limp. <laughs> <laughs> nigga, nigga, what I'm looking at is like, oh, you wanted a spice girl. <laughs> you about to get rubber on your knees. <laughs> I see nice manicure, curly hair, just very, very little makeup. Uh, oh, fuck, nigga. <laughs> I'm about to some <laughs> So you start off by kind of. Ooh. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, shit, she doing what I think she doing? Oh, you lucky motherfucker, you got to see that shit. Hot link lips on this damn dildo. Now, I wish you the dildo can train places. Oh, oh, oh. That could help him stand up. You think? Bang Vane would have been out all day. You hear that bitch? You show your man some fucking love. Get down there. Bless that nigga bite. Bless that nigga bite.
effects is good to everyone name some. And then I want you fellas or ladies to name what the side effects of lip dick have you had experience as a guy? Have you seen a female do over your dick? Or the experience that you females also think can make a female do after getting some good piece of dick? So let's start. I believe good dick can make a bitch kill. Kill. I mean, a piece of dick can make her want to shoot you up, shoot your family up, chop the bitch you cheating on, kill a bitch, etc., etc. Good dick can make a bitch kill. Good dick will make a bitch want your baby. I mean, she's like, oh my god, I just need this piece of in my life and I ain't letting it go. Let's have this baby. Good dick will make a bitch want to get married to you. She wants to clank, clank, ring, ring. Because she don't want nobody else having that for life. She felt like in her head, you was hers, you is hers on paper, court documents, on paper, you gonna be hers. You are gonna be her piece of penis for life. She wants you on paper, she wants the ring. Good dick can make a bitch leave work to go get it. She will go pick you up, drive to your house, whatever she needs to do to go get it. So she will get off of work to get what she need to get. Facts. I believe good dick can make a bitch fight over you. She will, you know, hit you with a three-piece, whatever the fuck she want to do, she will fight over you. Good dick will make a hoe faithful. I've seen it. I've seen that shit happen. Good dick can make a hoe faithful. I've seen it. Good dick will make her be the hoe that you want her to be because you don't want to be in a relationship with her. Good dick will make her be a hoe for you mm. and make her become a sideline hoe, a fuck buddy, <laughs> a friend of benefits because she don't want to let your dick go. So Bridge. she become one of those three things. Right? Facts. That's what good can make you do. Now I want to know from you guys what can good make you do? Can it make you rob a bank? Can it make you be Bonnie and Clyde? <laughs> what can it make you do, ladies? What have it made you done? I mean, what have you done? What you seen someone do? I want to know. Comment below. I want to know. And guys, if you ever experienced someone went crazy or went off over you, then comment below because I definitely would like to know. You don't know what you went to when you give your girl the keys to your apartment. You what? It's over, man. Right? You might as well turn the playing card in. And she know you where. She called the girlfriend up. I got the keys, girl. I got his ass. Put on speakerphone. Drink on the shit. I got his ass. See, my girl is vicious. She wanted to see how whipped I was. Just how much control she had over me, right? So she came by my house with two hot pink Usher t-shirts and told me she wanted us to wear them together and hold hands walking through the park. You know what's funny? See, but I've been whipped before, so I can withstand the grunt of the whip blow. Because I'm still able to make some, some good decisions. I said, listen, I'm not wearing that shirt. I'm a man. You might as well castrate me. I ain't wearing that shirt. Next time, you're trying to jam your fingers up my ass when we have sex. So you really whip motherfuckers and like, what's the man we doing? With this. <laughs> <laughs> but I regret giving her the keys because once I gave her the keys, I lost all my privacy, right? Like on three separate occasions, I woke up like three in the morning with her standing over me. 
right? Breathing like Michael Miles, like Jason Voorhees. I wake up and she's like, hee, hee. and I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? It's three in the morning. And she always got the same excuse. I was just in the neighborhood and I decided to check up on you. You live an hour and a half away. Ain't got much goddamn in the neighborhood, my ass. Right? I'm taking my keys back because y'all got a trick for ass. What I'm going to do is I'm going to change the lock to the door and I ain't going to tell her. Because she's going to come up to me like, hey, baby, my keys ain't working. What's going on with my keys? I'm going to take my keys and go up to the door. Mine's are working fine. <laughs> I don't know what's wrong with your keys. And I'm not giving her another bit. One shot deal. Not enough for not, not offer another set of keys, man. I need my privacy back. I need my privacy back. You know? How many people are here to Felatio? We don't keep this going. <laughs> Y'all know what Felatio is? Felatio is a blowjob. So guys are like, yes, cool, something big. Go in. See, but times have changed. Women want this too. They want to see that pussy, right, ladies? I'm wrong. Damn, ladies are quiet. The woman to say it, like I can't say it, but I can think it. Eat my pussy. But listen, don't want to eat that pussy too, right? So anyway, but see, some of y'all know, mom, but some of y'all go too far. You know, I got a crick in my neck right now. I was just a pussy last night. You know, and you know, some of y'all go too far. Like I bumped into an old friend of mine the other day named Don Down. You figure every black man got a friend named Darnell. His name is fucking Darnell. See, now coming up, Darnell ain't had no girls. He was a Jehovah's Witness. He never got no ass, right? So I seen him one day. He had a neck brace on, right? So I'm like, Darnell, what's going on with your neck, man? You know, you know everything all right with you? you know, what's going on with life? He's like, I just got married, came up the honeymoon, everything's good. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on with your neck? Huh? Oh, what happened to your neck? Car accident? No. He went down on her for too long. Put yourself with a fucking neck brace eating her pussy. Let me tell you something. I'm tired of y'all women that be taking advantage of these naive men that don't know how to just fucking Rambo roll their ass from between your goddamn thighs when you want them down to eat pussy for hours on end. Because you see, there's a certain amount of pain that starts to come over a man's neck when he's down there too long. But y'all yep. women don't seem to understand that shit. Yep. Y'all don't, man. And what y'all doing, a man is down there, you throw him in this cobra-like clutch lock with your fucking leg. Right? You start grabbing the back of his head with your fucking hand and ram it into your crotch, right? Y'all don't give a fuck whether a man lives or does. Y'all just trying to get your shit off. This email comes from a dude from Brooklyn, long time subscriber, and it's entitled, Pussy Whipped. Yo, get pussy whipped, you whip that pussy, bang, 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 bang. But on a serious note, let me read the man's email. He says, greetings Tyrone, I don't know if you've covered this topic before, but I'd like to hear your comments and your thoughts on how women become dominant in a relationship and how to avoid it. When I say how to avoid it, I'm referring to being emasculated. I know that if you slip on fulfilling your gender role as a man, a woman will lose respect for you. She will slowly fill in where you fall short or eventually replace you. I cringed when I used to watch extreme couponing with my ex to see angry, overweight housewives <laughs> screaming and commanding their husbands like they were little children. I've seen this scenario one too many times, unfortunately. 
How do you think one would go about asserting masculinity in a relationship without having to act like a caveman, a pimp, or be an asshole about it? I know this is more of an Elliot Hulse question. This ain't no Elliot Hulse question. This is a madness question. You can ask me the same stuff as Elliot. Yeah, shut up. But I know that madness has the answer. Thank you for taking the time to address this topic. Much continued success to you. And keep on changing lives, brother. A dude from Brooklyn. One million subscribers. Lucky Hal. <laughs> nah, Elliot Hulse is the fucking man. Very, very intelligent dude. I'm subscribed to him too. To me, when I read this email beforehand, you're a smart dude. But I know what you like is kind of like confirmation. You know what I mean? I can tell from the from you know your comments and who you are. You're a very, very intelligent guy, and you have to answer yourself. The answer is in your email. You said that when you fall short filling your gender role, that's when women take over. And you see it over and over again. The answer is to step up, be a real man, and fulfill your gender role. Now look, without getting into feminism and all this other shit and equality, look, I believe that we both have gender roles. Male and females, we both do things better than each other. We both fill roles that the other cannot fully or truly fill. You got what I'm saying? So, as a man, I mean, if you just look in nature, the majority of the time, the, 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 the packs, the herds are usually led by a male. So the male tends to take a leadership, more of a dominant, more of a protective role in family. You can see that done now, even with humans, you know, even though over time, humans have either used more of it or less of it, like men have oppressed women, so they become too dominant, or they, you know, I'm not getting into all that shit. For me, if you want to truly assert yourself as a man, and do not, and you don't want your woman to take over, you have to fulfill every single man nook and cranny in the situation. Like, like uh, English muffins, you wanna fill it up with the butter and the jam and all that shit. You gotta fill up all the crevices, the nooks and crannies, just like Thomas's English muffins used to say in the 80s. <laughs> the nooks and crannies. Yes, you wanna fill the nooks and crannies of your relationship. So. Take the leadership role. Take a more of a dominant, dominant role, more of a, a, a protective role. You know what I mean? Um, maybe you want to take more of a bread earner role. Um, you know, maybe you want to make sure you're throwing it down in the fucking bedroom. Maybe you want to make sure that you're reading and you're very intelligent. You can have a very intelligent uh, conversation with your woman. Because to me, if a woman is having a conversation with you, she realizes how intelligent you are, how, you know, your intellect just shines through, she's going to respect it. Yep. Okay? When she sees that you're a protector, that you can throw down, that you will protect your woman and your family, she will respect it. Yep. When she sees that you are making a lot of money, doing really well, she respects it. 
okay? When she sees that you care about your family, you're about mentoring your children and teaching them what, what's right and what's wrong, what, what it is to be a good woman and what it is to be a good man to your children, she will respect that. It comes down to respect. A lot of guys do not fill that role. They don't totally fill it. And a lot of times, a woman with a dominant spirit will take over in that particular area. Case in point, I know a girl whose mother is just like, just like what you said. She's the overweight, domineering person who hollers at her husband like he's a kid. And he doesn't feel like he's in control. And I'm not speaking about control as a dominating control. Like, I'll even admit it, in my relationship with Sarah, I look to be the head. I do not look to be to control and dominate and treat her like shit, but I look to be the leader of the relationship. That's, I feel that is my role as the man, okay? And the more and more money I make, the things that I do, I'm gonna fill that role even more. You know, and Sarah knows it. When I'm making money, she's getting more jewelry, more food and dinners and dresses and shoes and all that. I like filling that role. I like protecting her. I like taking care of her. I like doing those things. When you fill that role as a dominant alpha male, I think that that, that is what women respond to. You know, even in the wild at that primal, that primal nature, you know, the bigger, stronger, dominant, just fucked up the old lion, the young lion that all of a sudden gets all the women. I mean, that's how it is. You know, I mean, there's these other males who who are so passive, so easygoing, and they don't assert themselves, man. They get trampled over. And yep. the, the, you know, the, 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 the couple I'm talking about, the, the guy's like that. He doesn't assert himself. He's, oh my God, I've seen him. And I first saw this couple, I was like, oh my God, did, why, why is he being such a sissy? <laughs> this a big old sissy. You know, I'm like, what the fuck is the problem, man? Shit, dude from Brooklyn, you, you got the answer, man. You fill your role as a male and you won't have to worry about it. I have never had a woman I actually I have had a woman there you tried have. to dominate me and she quickly found out that I cannot be dominated but I can dominate you know what I'm saying <laughs> but like I said I'm not some over controlling brutal iron fisted you know I'm not like that you know and I think there's a way to find balance in it so that your woman respects you and loves you and not that she fears you. All right, y'all, come on back up in here and settle on down. We gonna get the fuck up on out of here. Wanna thank y'all for tuning in and listening today. Told y'all I was gonna keep that interesting. That was some very interesting shit with that red man shit, huh? Hope y'all millennials learned something. And that Gail King shit, come on, man. You was wrong for that. You just gotta eat that shit. But... Like I said, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Shout out to MK. Thank you for once again linking up with me, putting on the Pataros for a second. Shout out to all the listeners out there. Don't forget to subscribe to my YouTube channel. 
that's Breezer31 on YouTube and you can also uh, subscribe to me on Twitter at Feeling the Breeze. Follow me on that motherfucker. You can follow me on Instagram at Breezer31. So, uh, I better get the fuck up out of here. Thank you once again. And as always, always believe. We out of here, Taco. Jay Dillon taking us out. Kind of reminds me of my boy Stone, a.k.a. Drew Inf. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Cole and little Gianna. We out of here, y'all.